Hey everyone, this is Premium Sports Talk Podcast. We are back with another episode today. You heard from us earlier with Chop the Mound, but I am back tonight with NBA experts Jacob Moore and Luke James. Tonight's going to be a fun one. We're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, the disaster that is going on in LA. Will they even make the playoffs? They lost to the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Jacob Moore, let's dive right in. What in the world is going on in L.A.? So I don't think I'm over-exaggerating when I say this, and I think 99% of people in the world would agree with this statement. LeBron James sucks. <laughs> and and here is why. All right, so obviously I'm over-exaggerating just a little bit, but if you watch LeBron in that game last night, I would say that the defense that he played is the same defense that I play after slamming three five-layer burritos at a Taco Bell before playing a game of pickup. <laughs> it was essentially non-existent. I mean, the man was just standing there. He's leaving his man wide open. He's not crashing. Uh, you know, he's not crashing the boards trying to get rebounds. He's, and then you see him wave his arms in frustration at his teammates when they're having to pick up his slack on defense. So, yes, of course, LeBron James does not suck at the game of basketball. But right now, he is he's playing absolutely atrocious and is trying to, to blame it on these young guys and on Luke Walton. You know, And say what you will about Luke Walton. Say what you will about Lonzo or Kuzma or any of these other kids. But if LeBron's not going to put in the work and you know he wants to say, oh, playoff LeBron activated, well, if, you know, that's no playoff LeBron that I've seen in his entire career. So, Well, let's get just, one thing straight. Uh, uh, Jacob Moore with five five-layer burritos is still a baller. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm still dropping, you know, 17. Uh, and that's, that's on an off night. You a, know, crisp, but, a crisp double-double minimum. Right. Right. I mean, let's, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> so going to what you said with LeBron and the Lakers – it, you know, he came out with a statement after that game. I don't know if y'all saw it. That, you know, if the, you know, if guys can't learn to play without distractions, something like this isn't the right city for them uh, to be playing in. You know, he didn't say that blunt, but you know, LeBron very passive aggressive, and that's what he said. So, I, Luke, we'll go to you with this question: How do we expect his teammates to want to buy in and play with him when they just knew a few weeks ago they were all literally, on basically the whole team was up on the chopping block? For Anthony Davis. Yeah, Josh. I think um, really it, that whole chemistry is ruined with the Lakers right now. And with the young guys, you know, LeBron's his body language on the court does not help at all. You know, it, they're not going to listen to LeBron a lot. You know, they're young. They're, oh, he don't know what he's talking about. You know, I know the main thing they're going to do, though, they watch LeBron. They watch everything he does. Of course. When him, and him not getting the, the ball and him on defense, you know, getting mad, looking at the bench, throwing up his hands, rolling his eyes, shaking his head. That, that's his terrible body language on LeBron. And him as leader of the team, you know, that's what they're watching and looking at. So I think the biggest thing, though, with the trade rumors was, you know, Magic Johnson, who's the president of basketball operations, and uh, Rob Palenka, who's a GM, you know, they just let the rumors, you know, come on and keep going. You know, they never denied it. They never, like, shut it down. They let it keep going. Now is the the worst thing I think because all that did was just put every player almost besides LeBron like oh am I going to get traded and just you know Kuzma he was in a slump for a little bit until the trade deadline passed and so I, I think that was a big thing with them. Well, yeah, because what it says to them, you know, 
he doesn't come out and say anything about the trade rumors. For me, that says, if I'm his teammates, um, they basically said, yeah, these rumors are true, and we're not trying, we're not denying them. This is the players we want. So it appears to me that LeBron is simply, he knows he's not going to win with this team. He knows. I mean, there's no, he, I think he's finally come to reality. I'm not going to win with these guys. I'm not going to make a deep run in the playoffs with these guys. Jacob, is he just really getting through this season so he can potentially get some superstars to join him next season? Well, here's my thing with LeBron, and I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head with the last half of that statement, is since LeBron's first stint in Cleveland, this is the first time in his career that he has not been surrounded by superstars. Um, you know, And, of course, his first stint in Cleveland, you know, when they made that run to the finals, the thing is he's young, he's hungry, he's not won a title yet. He's, he's got a chip on his shoulder trying to prove everybody wrong. You know, right. then, of course, we have the big LeBron James power hour on TV where he's like, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. And he goes down to Miami where they they've already got Dwayne Wade. They bring Chris Bosh down from Toronto and they build this big three concept. And, of course, they win their titles there. And then he does the, the big homecoming back to Cleveland and finally wins one uh, with Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving in his corner. You know, and then. uh you know, we finally, you know, we finally, he makes the, the jump to L.A., which we all thought was going to happen anyways. Uh, and he gets out there, and who do they have? You know, they you have Kuzma, who's a promising young player, but certainly not a superstar. Uh, you have Lonzo Ball, which I still don't understand how people like the kid. Uh, I, I really don't. <laughs> Big baller I, I mean, brand, it, baby. Big baller brand. Yeah, right, you know, and... and it's not that he's necessarily has bad character. It's just I, I think that his skills are a little overrated. He's got a lot of developing to do. But then you think, you know, you've got a bunch of role players. You know, you, you've got players who really can't do anything outside of having someone create one. So, again, this is the first time since LeBron left for Miami that he's been by himself. And so I think, like you said, he's just biding his time. He's waiting to get his buddies out there in L.A. Of course, Carmelo's just sitting there enjoying getting paid from the eight different teams he's been trading to. <laughs> you know, waiting to get the banana boat gang back together out in Los Angeles. Well, um, it, it, here's my thing. There's, you're, there's no way you're telling me LeBron didn't know. LeBron very well knew he went to L.A. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure this could be a conspiracy, but him and Magic Johnson talk, talked behind closed doors, said, hey, look, don't worry about this young crew. We're going to get them up out of here. We're going to get them out of here. I'm going to get you the guys you need. And now it's not coming to pass as quickly as they thought, and we're seeing some discord between uh, the players and the organization. So, Luke, let, let, let me ask you this. Does you think this hurts – um, is this a bad look for other teams? Uh, basically, are other superstars going to double th- or going to second guess coming to join forces in LA with LeBron? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you saw Kevin Durant about a month ago, or a month or two ago. He said, you know, the envir- environment um, around LeBron is toxic, and you know, I think a lot of players kind of view it that way. And it's 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 harsh criticism on LeBron just because. Everybody expects LeBron championship. Oh, he's going to win. He has to win. And so it puts a unfair judgment and criticism on him, I think, just to a little bit because, you know, when the Lakers are winning, it's, oh, it's all because of LeBron. But when, when they lose, it's 
oh, it's a young core or somebody else. But the Lakers right now, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, I think it's Luke Walton. I mean, I, I thought I try to give him a chance, but he's co- he's been there for two years. His only success as a coach has been when Steve Kerr was injured with that back, and he took over the Warriors and back in 2016. But since then, he was been with the Lakers two years in a row. They have they haven't had a winning record yet this year. They've just been awful, and I think the defense it starts with him. You know, not saying nothing to the guys. They've had 19 straight games of giving up 100 points. That's like that's the longest record in a. Like 35 years for Lakers, 19 straight games giving up 100 points, and the defense—that's and it's all effort with defense. And you know, I think Luke Walton just allows it. And I know LeBron, you know, he's a leader. And he should set the tone on defense. Not, I, I do agree, he should be better. But I mean, Luke Walton just allows it to happen. So. Well, I, when I think of Luke Walton, though, think about the the crap sandwich that he's inheriting. He's got no say so in the trades and the rumors and the. Uh, you know, the Magic Johnson who's tampering every other day. So I feel he, he had a bunch of young guys. Now you're thinking, oh, LeBron's going to come and make everything better. But really, it's been a kind of a freak show down in L.A. And some weird things have happened in the NBA. For the first time, I've really seen – could we see – and I'm not to change. And I don't want to talk fully on Zion uh, Williamson – but I do, I do think it's interesting. Are we seeing a changing of the king of the NBA? Uh, are we – you think of Zion. And, Jacob, I know this is a hot topic for you being a UNC fan, but try to take off the UNC goggles here and just hear me out. As much coverage as this guy gets, is LeBron – are we seeing the end of a LeBron-led league? Is it now Zion's turn? Uh, so – the I think the league is led by whoever the media keys in on, and so by by that metric, then you could say that the only other person I guess that could challenge LeBron as that quote unquote king would be Zion because he is the only player who's not been in the NBA who's gotten as much consistent coverage as LeBron James. Uh, now, do I think that Zion's complete skill set? is on par with LeBron? Absolutely not. Uh, You know, as we mentioned uh, last week during the UNC-Duke matchup uh, when Alex was on, you know, Zion is absolutely atrocious shooting the ball from outside like six feet. Um, However, you cannot say that Zion does not make an impact. I mean, you know, if you look at this Duke-Virginia Tech game just a few minutes ago, they were tied, and, and I don't have the game on in front of me now to see the score, but it's like Duke should destroy Virginia Tech. Uh, and the fact that Zion's not on the court, I think, is definitely huge. Um, you know, do I – and kind of like you alluded to, I don't put as much blame on Luke Walton as much as I do the front office and LeBron himself. Uh, you know, because I kind of look at Luke Walton as almost like a Steve Sarkeesian type in the sense that, he was behind someone who was really great. So obviously Walton behind Kerr, Sarkeesian behind Nick Saban at Alabama. And then this team took a shot on him and it turns out, oh, wow, he's not as great of a coach as we thought he was. Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily an indictment on the coach as much as it is an indictment on the front office for believing that that coach could win, especially with such a strong type A personality like LeBron James, who not only needs to be in control on the court, but in control kind of behind the scenes as well. 
Right. So now it's just an interesting thought because you're right. I've never seen uh, really since the social media kind of boom, LeBron got in the league before that. We haven't seen a kid get so much uh, media coverage in high school and now in college and now coming into the pros, you know, after this season as Zion has gotten. So it's interesting to see, you know, he could be, I, I don't see him being a flop at all. He's just such a special, uh, he's a specimen freak. Um, Agreed. But, but, you know, this isn't a, <laughs> just like a Bleacher Reporter ESPN post, they, we always got to find a way to put Zion in it, right? But, right. <laughs> um, so, so back back to the back to the NBA and back to the West. You know, it's let's talk about the Warriors here for a second. You know, every time I watch them, I see it's like I'm watching a 2K game, and this is what I mean. I mean, you really think Boogie Cousins, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry as the starting five. I, I, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, I don't think we're ever going to see something like this again. I really don't. And it, when I'm watching, like the game a few nights ago versus the Rockets. Now, they lost, but it always looks like that they're just kind of toying with you. Like, okay, if we really want to win, let's put it, cut it on here in the last few minutes. Is there anyone this year that's going to challenge them in the, in the playoffs at all? Luke, we'll start with you. Yeah, the Warriors for sure. I mean, it's a show to watch. I mean, it's it's entertaining as much as I hate to admit it, as much as I don't really like Kevin Durant. I mean, it's so entertaining. And the crazy thing with the Warriors is, you know, four out of the five starters with Steph, Clay, Katie, and Boogie, they've all scored 50 points before in a game. I mean, that's just insane. That's and they're all, yeah, all in a starting lineup. And you got a defensive monster in Draymond Green. But, I mean, I, it's just, it's one of those things where you're like you sitting back and watching greatness because this team is, as much as you want to hate them, they're just great. And I, there's nobody that's, that can compete with them. When it comes to playoff time, when they fully lock in, because you're right, they do fool around. You know, you see stuff, trying to make crazy passes or, you know, you just see them not really engaged. But when, once playoff time comes, when they're engaged, I mean, I, you know, I can see them doing a go 16-0 in the playoffs maybe. I mean, it, it, you almost, it almost feels like, of course, I believe it was – Maybe not last year, but the year before they went fifteen and one, didn't they, in the playoffs? Yeah. Yep. So, and of course, the the one game the Cavaliers won, they had to shoot a record high of three pointers made in an NBA Finals game, I believe, uh, just to win. It kind of feels like teams have to play their best. If teams play their best, and the Warriors just kind of just play, you know, they're kind of average. Teams are like barely winning. Uh, so, Jacob, outside of, obviously, the Atlanta Hawks, who can challenge them out of the East? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you know, the the Atlanta Hawks. I was going to say, you know, any team that I'm on after two five-layer burritos instead of five. Um, the Knicks, no, man, I mean, Yeah, I mean, legitimately, um, anyone, who, anyone who still thinks that LeBron and that Lakers, you know, even if they do make the playoffs, anyone who thinks they're going to make it past the Western Conference Finals, I need to find whatever they're on because it is the best type of drug available in the world. Uh, because that's just absolutely unrealistic. Uh, LeBron could play out of his mind for four straight games and still get swept by the Warriors who would play at like 50% power and resting like yeah. Kevin Durant in game We've four. seen that before. We saw that last year. Yep. Right. So it's it's just one of those things, man, like – 
and, and this is why some people are even starting to really not care about the NBA right now. It's just like who can challenge the Warriors? You know, and everyone likes to make these stories like, oh, well, when the Celtics are healthy, they're going to challenge, and it's like, no, they're not. Like, let's not be ridiculous. Let, I mean, it, it nobody is going to beat the Warriors in a best-of-seven series. It's not going to happen. I would bet absurd amounts of money on it, but George is not with the program and hasn't legalized sports gambling, so it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I agree with you. It's going to be – so the, next year is really when the NBA is going to get way more interesting. Uh, you know, where's Kevin Durant going to go? And we touched on this a few episodes ago. I believe, Luke, you were in on that conversation. So, Jacob, I, you're kind of a fresh um, – a fresh view on this. Next year, the Warriors, you know, Boogie Cousins, he's gone. He just won his free ring, and he's going to go somewhere else, make his big contract. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant, they, I think he goes. I think three-time NBA champ, could be another finals MVP. Where do you see him going, and what do the Warriors look like next year? I think if they keep Clay, obviously Steph is staying. Draymond's going to – will be there – if, I think if the Warriors can keep that keeps that core three, I think they're just as dangerous. But let's start first, Jacob. Where do you see Kevin Durant going next season? Right. So you know you, the the big places right now that you hear of are New York, of course. You know the bright lights. It's the Knicks. The Knicks are like the Cowboys. You know in the NFL, I, I not agree that, more. They're that existential like NBA team that's been around for forever. Has a a, a wonderful uh, record behind them and a, a great past. Um, so obviously everyone thinks the Knicks. You know, I I think in his heart of hearts he would love to go home towards like Washington. But I think the issue with Washington is they just don't have the space. They don't have the money. They've sunk too much money, uh, you know, into John Wall and into other players who really probably don't deserve the large contracts. Which, which what was – what was homeboy doing in his own house to tear his Achilles? You know what? I mean, do we even want to you get know, into that? I mean, here's the thing. He says that he slipped and tore his Achilles, and it's like, come on now. You know, like, well, what was he doing, the electric slide in his kitchen? I, 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 mean, <laughs> I mean, that's like Robert Kraft saying he just went in to get a massage. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You know, we weren't going to go there, but yeah, sometimes things happen. Uh, you know, I wasn't either, but the Patriots suck. So. <laughs> well, we won't go into John Wall. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but, no, I mean, I really think the only two realistic destinations for Katie at this point are staying with the Warriors – or going to New York. Uh, you know, I think that being the lone superstar and the quote-unquote savior in New York is appealing to Kevin Durant. Um, obviously, he loves the public eye, whether it be critical of him or praising of him in that sense. We know this because of the burner accounts that he's been caught using and, and all the comments, you know, that um, he, he's talking about how he doesn't care about what the media says or fans say or blah, blah, blah. And it's it's obvious that you do care. You wouldn't continually talk about it. And where else would you get more media coverage than playing for the New York Knicks? Right. So, and he gets the chance for it to be his team. But potentially we could see a Kyrie Irving join over there, which, by the way, people call Kevin Durant a snake. At least he owned up to the fact he went to Golden State. I think Kyrie's a snake. Side note, I think he made all those comments if he wants to stay in Boston long term, he would sign and – 
now he he's so flip floppy. I think he's finally learned. Oh well, I can't lead a franchise all by myself because I'm really small and I'm not. I don't have LeBron James with me anymore. But that's for another episode. Uh, side note: When you said burner accounts, I definitely thought you said KD's burgers accounts. I, yeah, his burger. Accounts. I started he's, thinking he's of Wendy's, trash. Wendy's and Burger King. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, today I had a baconator, seven and a half out of ten. KD's burger account. <laughs> please, that needs to be a thing on Twitter. Please. <laughs> All right, well, fellas, closing comments. Uh, speaking of the NBA, let's start with Luke. Closing comments. Here's my closing question. If the Lakers do, in fact, make it as the eighth seed in the West, how far is their playoff run? Luke, let's start with you. <laughs> well, that's the thing with the Lakers, man. I, I think if you're going to make the eighth seed, like, you might as well not even make the playoffs because you're playing the Warriors. It's going to be a sweep. I mean, that's the thing with the Lakers. The sad part with them is they actually played pretty well up until Christmas, until LeBron got hurt. You know, they were fourth in the West. And they actually were, weren't playing too bad, but... You know, if they if they make the playoffs, it has to be seven seed to even make a chance because you play the Warriors your first round, you're not going to win a game, especially how the chemistry's been off right now. So, I mean, they got a gun for seven, but that's it. All right, fair enough, fair enough, Jacob. <laughs> if unicorns can fly and leprechauns are real, and the play the Lakers make the playoffs, how far do they go? All right. Well, first off, leprechauns are real, so let's not get <laughs> oh, it twisted. Okay, my bad. <laughs> but no, if uh, if the Lakers make it in as the eight seed, man, uh, it's the only thing it's going to do is boost ratings by like two percent. Do we see a broom come out? Uh, oh, dude! I mean, I literally—if you told me right now the Lakers got the eight seed, I would go to my local Walmart and buy out all the brooms because it would be that. <laughs> uh, also, also, just so everyone's aware. Duke just lost to Virginia Tech as well, so that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> once again, missing Zion Williamson, big baby Zion. So, <laughs> All right, well, hey, that's all the time we got for today. Jacob Moore, Luke James coming on the show. Uh, this is just – it's funny time in the NBA. You know, I will say this. I'll end with this. It would be kind of – if you're the Warriors, how hilarious would it be if you get to beat LeBron in the last two finals and then beat him as the eighth seed – in the playoffs. Uh, anyway, we'll leave with that. This is Premium Sports Talk Podcast. Fellas, thanks for coming on. Until next time.